You're listening to the Canterbury Mornings Podcast with John McDonald from Newstalk ZB. Right now we're going to talk about retirement villages because the story in the news today about an elderly couple uh, at a village in the South Island, I gather they're um, late 80s, 90s, and they needed a washer um, replaced or fixed in their toilet. And they got a bill, the work was done, they got a bill for $100. And they were somewhat shocked by that. And the Retirement Village Residents Association says, well, yeah, they quite rightly shocked. Something of a rip-off. And uh, very shortly, I want to um, get your experiences of retirement village living, um, either as a resident or as a family member. But first, we're going to catch up with Brian Pete, who's president of the Retirement Village Residents Association. Morning, Brian. Good morning, John. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Can you just tell us the story, first of all, of the of the couple that have made it into the news with the washer replacement? Yeah, well, in very brief terms, uh, the the toilet was leaking uh, and so it needed the replacement washer. So they uh, asked the handyman if he could replace the washer and they thought that was going to be the case. However... Right, Brian, just, just to the, clarify, Brian, this is the, the, the handy man that's employed by yeah, the retirement village. No, within the village, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yep. and within most villages that do carry out repairs and maintenance, um, simple jobs. Yep. And so the handyman said, oh, well, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't do the job, which really surprised us. Um, so he, unbeknown to the residents, he called in the plumber. And so the issue is, in this case, was that the residents were never given the opportunity to have the repair done themselves, mm. i.e. I could have done it myself because it's a very, very simple little job. Yep. So the plumber arrived and then uh, the, the charge came through of about $92 for the job to be done, which took about 15 minutes, I understand. And so that is the issue. The, the process that was, was carried out was just, was just not satisfactory. Because, and one, the handyman should have been able to do it, and two, they should have asked the resident whether that was acceptable to them to get a plumber on. Have you heard this um, sort of thing happening before? Yeah, well, there's a number of issues. As a result of that article in the Herald last night or yesterday, the, we put out a survey to residents across the country, and I've got a number of issues that have come through of people having the same type of experiences of toilets, light bulbs, uh, light fittings, heat pumps that had to be repaired, all at our cost. And as you probably know, we we have an occupation rights agreement. We don't own the land. We don't own the building. So why should we be paying for a repair and maintenance? That is the issue. And as you probably know, the residential tenancy um, people... They don't have to pay for anything in a uh, unit that they live in, the owner pays. And that's the issue that we're raising with regards to the review of the Retirement Villages Act. Because, well, because, what's, because, because Brian, what is the difference? I see no difference, but what is the difference between someone who leases um, a, an apartment at a retirement village or someone who leases an apartment or a flat off a standard landlord? What's the difference? Well, there should be no difference, really, and that is the reason why we're asking for the Act, Retirement Villages Act to be reviewed, because we've, un- we've uh, uh, uncovered a number of unfair clauses that we feel are unfair towards the resident, and we all we're asking for is fairness and consumer protection so that the resident has some, some input to what their occupation right agreement is. 
have, whereas at the moment it's all falling one way. It's like a domino effect. The dominoes all fall one way, and it doesn't fall towards the residents at the moment. And and so that you know, I've spoken to a number of seventy odd villages across the country, and the inconsistency, in particular with the repairs and maintenance, is about thirty percent of the villages across New Zealand have the repairs and maintenance, where the resident has to pay for that repairs and maintenance. However. There are some of the and the main some of the big operators, the big six, do have that clause that they will pay for all repairs and maintenance, and that's the inconsistency that we're asking for to be clarified, resolved with the review of the Act, along with a number of other clauses that we would like to be reviewed as well. What's so what's your sorry? Go on, the go on. It, sorry, the residents at, at the end of the day, the residents tend to just give up. They don't want to be stressed and strained, and especially elder, elderly people as we are. And so they just give up and they just pay the bill and they just get on with life. And that's the sad part about it. Well, it's wrong as well. Um, so just to clarify for, for people listening, uh, you think that it should be the same across the board, that if someone is, is effectively renting um, an apartment at a retirement village, um, maintenance costs should be covered by the landlord just in, in, as in any other uh, rental arrangement. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's no question about it because we don't have, we don't own that building. We don't own anything in the building apart from our own chattels. So if you tip your unit upside down, whatever falls out is our chattels or our, our um, ownership, and whatever sticks is a fixture, and it should be the owner's responsibility to fix whatever the problem might be. And that is the inconsistency that we want to be addressed in the review of the Act. It is very simple, and it's, we're not asking for the world. We're asking for fairness and consumer protection within the, the review of the, uh, the Act that hopefully will come into play in the future. All right. Just before we move on, can I find out what you think – uh, whether you think um, more broadly that it is a rort that people uh, pay for these places, but then they don't get market uh, rate when they sell up. Well, well, it wouldn't. Rort might be a bit of a strong term, but yeah, the, the, fact, the fact is again we're talking about the, the fairness aspect, and, and as you probably know, the capital gains. There are some operators that give some capital gain. There, and but the majority across the country don't we don't get capital gains for or the capital losses um, if it's applicable. So the operator gets the full capital gains. They're getting an interest-free loan from the residents when they pay for the occupation rights agreement, and so they're getting interest-free loans, capital gains, and the resident does not get the fair share of the of the pie. That's what we're, what we're saying, and we want that reviewed as well. Good luck with your work, and um, thanks for joining us this morning, Brian. Pleasure. Okay, yes. th- thank you. All thank the best. Uh, there's Brian Pete. Uh, he's president of the Retirement Village Residents Association. For more from Canterbury Mornings with John McDonald, listen live to News Talks at B Christchurch from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.